It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Friday episode of Locked On Raptors, we take a little break and cleanse the palate from a week of transaction talk and reflect on an all-time Raptors great, Fred Van Vliet. It didn't end very well, of course. There were mixed feelings on Van Vliet by the close of his Raptors career, but you can't deny he did a lot of pretty cool stuff as a Raptor. We're going to count down our top three Fred Van Vliet moments, get some honorable mentions and some listener submissions as well with Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic all coming up today. Thanks for hanging. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on and welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, July the 7th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the show for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Instagram if you want to go uh, follow over there. Not on threads yet. I can't figure out how to do it with the Locked On Raptors account when my own account it's all very confusing we don't need more social media i'm sure we'll be on threads at some point uh but it, you can also just join us in the discord that's the best place to go baby the link is in the description come hang out we got like 140 little sickos like you hanging out talking raptors getting into the free agency and all of the stuff that's going on trade season it's great uh so come and hang out we even had hot architecture talk yesterday after jalen mcdaniels complimented toronto on its buildings so uh that's a little sneak peek at what you're looking at in the Lockdown Raptors Discord. Again, link in the description. Come hang out. We'd love to see you in there. And uh, let's get to it. Uh, I wanted to cleanse the palate a little bit today. I'm frankly a little burnt out on transactions. And with DeJounte Murray signing a four-year, $120 million extension with the Hawks yesterday, that would seem to put the Pascal Siakam trade buzz a little bit on the back burner for now. So We'll get into it if there's more to come in the next little while here, but it does not seem like there's any Pascal movement whatsoever. No other uh, guard trades or anything like that going on. No offer sheets and sign-in trades for Ayo Desunmu or whomever. Uh, so we'll revisit transaction stuff next week. But I wanted to take this Friday to sort of, you know, do the thing that sports are frankly all about, which is remember cool stuff that cool guys did wearing your team's jersey. And we're going to do that today with Fred Van Vliet, who, of course, a week ago signed with the Houston Rockets for three years, $130 bucks, ending his seven-year Toronto Raptors tenure. And while I know by the end there were a lot of folks who were kind of over the Fred Van Vliet experience, very mixed feelings, very polarizing player by the end, I feel like everybody can agree Fred Van Vliet did a lot of cool stuff as a Raptor, and he goes down as one of the best players in franchise history. I don't think any lower than sixth, frankly. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that when I get back to ranking every Raptor, which will be coming very soon, I promise. 
But here today to help me count down our top three Fred Van Vliet moments and uh, get into some honorable mentions and listener submissions and all that is our pal Jamar Hines from Raptors Republic. Jamar, how are you, my friend? Are you ready to talk some Fred? I'm ready to talk some Fred. Uh, this may be the last time I wear this shirt. So, <laughs> I, mean, I don't really have another reason to wear it. Uh, more like, I guess a collector's item or something. But uh-huh. yeah, uh, as far as just real quick out there, as far as greatest Raptors, I'd probably have Fred seventh on my list. Okay. Uh, I mean, Kyle would be first. Yep. Damar, Vince, Kawhi, whatever order you want to put it, I don't care. And mm-hmm. then Pascal and Bosch. So for me, mm-hmm. Fred would be seventh on that list. And yeah, about Fred being polarizing at the end. I mean, we all wish that the ending was a little bit better the last year and a half. But mm-hmm. yeah, he his story just to come up from an undrafted player to where he was. I mean, you can't deny that. So of course, I'm and just he stick yeah. to the good. That's all is good vibes today, man. I, like We don't need to have any angry comments today about, why are you talking about Fred? Yeah, we're talking about it because that's what sports are for. You remember oh, like, you the will. cool guys on your team. <laughs> yeah, don't I won't read them. It's fine. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive in, shall we, Jamar? We're going to basically run through our top three and, and just kind yeah. of go one at a time through uh, the, the next few segments here. We'll get at the very end to some listener submissions, some honorable mentions that maybe didn't make the cut, if there are any. But uh, let's begin. I'll start with my number one Fred moment. And it's also, there's like a personal element tied into this as well, as it's a moment that caused me great professional fear. Uh, So for me, it is Fred Van Vliet earning an NBA Finals vote for his incredible defense on Steph Curry in the NBA Finals, uh, getting elbowed in the temple, as was shown on the shirt for those who are not watching that you are currently wearing. Uh, the the There you go. Let's hold it up again. The very, very uh, painful Draymond Green elbow that Fred Van Vliet took in those finals, I believe in Game 4. He had 22 points in Game 6, including three made threes in, in the fourth quarter, along with a th- three-shot trip to the free-throw line, so 12 points in that fourth. Uh, really, really incredible stuff. And the reason it is so buried in my brain is it caused me great panic. Those who have been listening to the show for a very long time will know, I co-wrote a book with Alex Wong called We the Champs, a historical look back at the Raptors title run. And this book was written over the course of the NBA Finals. I'd pre-written pretty much all of it. And the last element I had to do, Jamar, was a little blurb on the finals MVP, which before going out to go drink at Hurricanes on Bloor West to go watch the game with my friends, I pre-wrote the Kawhi thing. I was like, okay, I'll just slap in a few stats from game six, and that'll be it. Then Fred Van Vliet starts going off, and I start getting a little bit nervous about nine beers in, eight hours into sitting at this bar because you had to be there so early. Yeah, I was terrified that he was actually going to win finals MVP in some surprise vote and that I was going to have to like rewrite a blurb at two in the morning while having consumed uh, my half my body weight in uh, Hurricane's house lager. I was uh, very scared. And then, of course, it comes down to Kawhi wins. The relief is washing over me. But it's bloody cool that Fred Van Vliet got a finals MVP vote. That is number one for me. Jamar, what is your number one? And if you have any last stray thoughts on uh, him making, maybe you have that coming up in your top three at some point but um yeah what, what are you going with number one here well first of all shout out hubie brown for that one final vote. shout out hubie brown a brave man <laughs> <laughs> so we're supposed to come up with three i actually had eight because i'm just extra uh actually no i have seven whatever let's 
because uh, I knew that you know we're gonna overlap. Mm-hmm. For me, my I'm gonna go with my favorite Fred game. Okay, and that is Game Five against Milwaukee. Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, he's had other games where he put up more points. We'll get to that later, but this game was the first time I legitimately thought the Raptors were going to win the championship because if you mm-hmm. go back to that series you know game one Larry was amazing they lose they should have won that game game two to get their ass kicked they're down 2-0 game three double overtime Kawhi's limping you're like oh my god how sustainable is this game four was a solid win but it's just like game five you knew if they were going to win the series they had mm-hmm. to win that game mm-hmm. and they started out terrible and I think Fred made seven of nine threes that game. He uh, did. Milwaukee fans, I mean, they got, I mean, they got some sort of relief two years later when they won the title. But he gave them nightmares. Still, I'm, I'm sure Bucks <laughs> fans are still shaking their head over that game. And it's special for Fred because if you go back to even the Sixers series, he had a horrible series. I think he averaged like something like two points a game. Uh, they could barely was, play him. Yeah, yeah. He's, Supersized Sixer squad just wasn't the right matchup. You know, he wasn't good in the first three games of the Bucks series either. By game three, when he's just missing wide open after wide open after wide open shot, everybody's like, okay, you have to bench Fred at this point. You know, put in Jeremy Lin or something. You, you can't. You <laughs> what a cursed sentence in the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> yeah, you can't play Fred. And then, you know, game four, he started to have a little bounce back. And then he had, you know, the 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 Fred Jr. moment where all of a sudden he just starts making every single three. And I just remember that game, you know, being back and forth. And he just kept the Raptors in it with a bunch of threes. And Marv Albert keep, kept having the same calls like, Van Vliet for three again. And uh, I specifically remember the last one because, you know, the Raptors had a decent lead and then – Milwaukee ties it like I think Brooke Lopez hit the three it's like about two minutes two and a half minutes left and then back the other way Fred makes another three right away puts the Raptors back up and then they never gave up the lead again from there mm-hmm. and that I feel like that was just the most important game for Fred and for his confidence too because uh you I mean Fred's a pretty confident guy he's never been short of confidence but it had to take a little hit of his playoff run at that point and I feel like that propelled you know, his finals performance and for him to get that finals MVP vote. So I feel that probably was, I don't think I'm being dramatic by saying that was probably the most important game of Fred's career. Cause it's like, he kind of arrived in a clutch standpoint in that yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, I, I often associate that game with Kawhi hitting pull up threes over Brooke Lopez, but yeah. Fred going seven of nine from deep is just as much a part of that one. And yeah, I mean, that's the Freddie Jr. Uh, sensation, right? 14 mm-hmm. of 17 on threes after uh, going one of eight in game three. He comes up, goes three of three in game four, seven and nine in the next game, finishes the series 14 of 17 after the birth of his child. And uh, man, just uh, an absolute blast of a time. Really glad that he turned it around. And hey, you know, shout out to him as well from that series. Game three, he goes one of 11 from the field, one of eight from deep, but had to play down the stretch in that game because of Kyle fouling out. And, and did pretty admirably. Yeah. Um, like they don't win that game without Fred, uh, you know, coming in and, you know, 
capably running the show with Kyle fouled out with like six minutes left in regulation. The lowest point of that playoff run for me where I was convinced it was done. Yeah. Um, we'll come back on the other side, get into our number two Fred Van Vliet moments and uh, keep up the good vibes here on a Friday. Before we do that, however, I must tell you about better help. This show is sponsored by better help. And look, therapy is something doesn't have to be a thing that you use to get through serious trauma or big time, massive life events. It can just be something to help make your day to day a lot easier to manage as well. We got a lot, a lot of stuff coming at us. You know, normal life is back upon us. And guess what? Normal life is full of stress and decisions. And it's nice to have someone to be able to talk about those decisions with. So you know that you're on the right track to making the right decisions for you and the people around you. And it's just nice in therapy to have someone that you're talking to without an agenda. They're there to listen to you. It's not like you're talking to someone else in your life who has their own stuff going on and their own sort of perspective on who you are. It's just there for someone to listen, and it's a wonderful thing. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That is big. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first order. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off with BetterHelp. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here. Your first listen of the day, Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic along. Thanks to the everydayers of the show for tuning in. If you are an everydayer, let us know in the comments. We'd love to know uh, that information so we can get you some help. Uh, and uh, you're the very, very best. Let's uh, continue on here. Our top three Fred Van Vliet moments. I'll go with my number two here. Uh, and this is a regular season game. I'm a person who is fond of regular season games. Uh, I think we undervalue the regular season too much. And this particular regular season game will always stand out in my mind as one of the highlights of one of the most fun regular seasons I've ever watched. We're going back to Thursday, January the 11th, 2018. Raptors, Cavs, national television. Kyle Lowry is out of this game. So this is Serge Ibaka. Oh, I'm so glad. What an incredible game. Uh, Fred Van Vliet and the bench mob arrive and absolutely smack LeBron and the Cavs 133-99 to in Toronto on national TV. The Powell, Pirtle, Siakam, Fred quartet combines for 64 points with Fred scoring 22 of those on 11, 8 of 11 shooting and 6 of 8 from deep. Uh, that was just so uproarious and joyous and to see it happen on the national stage, there've been a lot of really good and fun, like highlight Cavs games from the regular season. I'd argue the Lou Williams game back in 2014. Uh, there's the, the Kyle Lowry step back winner back in 2016, Correct. but this one might take the cake among really fun landmark wins over the LeBron Cavs. Uh, you had this on your list as well. Take it away. What are your thoughts on Fred and, and his 22 points in that national TV coming out party for the bench mob yeah it was a tnt game and you know we gotta grasp for a few straws when it comes to the Cavs because we know how <laughs> the playoff games went but yeah i, I don't believe... know what you're talking about i've repressed all those memories 
<laughs> I believe the 22 was a career high at the time. Sounds right, yeah. Because the reason why I would think so is because and my favorite part of that game isn't actually even the game. It's mm. the post game. Now, if you remember like about, I don't know, like, I want to say a couple weeks before, DeMar had a career high 52, right? Yeah. And this was an incredible season, man. Holy God. Like so much fun. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. In the locker room, when DeMar was talking, JV wrote a sign with uh, 52. And DeMar was <laughs> laughing and everything. So a couple weeks later, JV keeps that sign, crosses out the five, puts in a two, and Fred's there talking, and he stands beside him smiling, holding up the sign with 22 points. So JV was an, an amazing Raptor in his, in his own right and always hilarious and whatnot. But I just remember good vibes, moment, man. God, yeah, that moment was so wholesome. So yeah. I always remember that game specifically, specifically because of JV and that 22 sign. So that's a great, yeah, that was uh that was uh Fred's coming out game where he kind of announced himself to the league. He ended up that season uh, being a finalist for uh six man of the year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, that was on my list. Uh, so another one for me is I'm going to pick a moment, not a game. And the moment is from this past season. And I have never seen a player go at a ref the way Fred went at Ben Taylor <laughs> after the Clippers loss. Now, there was a lot of anger built up from the previous game against the Nuggets, a game that, you know, they completely got screwed out of, you know, the Nuggets. That was the Scotty be... ejection game, right? Yeah. yeah. Scott, Foster, Scott Foster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Scott Foster game. Uh, mm -hmm. The Nuggets side uh, fan in me could say, yeah, the Raptors got completely screwed in that game. <laughs> um, and obviously there's a lot of built-up anger already going into the next game against the Clippers. Uh, I think it was the third quarter where Ben Taylor really set Fred off. But post-game, you know, he was like, Ben Taylor is terrible. He just kept going, going at him. And I've never seen a player go out of rest, like call out a specific ref like that. I've, mm -hmm. all my years of watching the NBA that's the first time I've ever seen that and that was like the number one talking point the next day nationally everybody was talking about the way Fred went at the ref because you know refs have annoyed everybody at some point in watching basketball um especially seems more more so recently than in the past just mm -hmm. the, you know quick text and everything and you know sometimes fans blame the refs a little bit too much, but this was very warranted. And it felt like Fred was speaking for a lot of people, not just himself, not just the Raptors, because you even see guys like, uh, I remember Marcus Smart the next morning uh, when I think he had his own thoughts on refs. And he's like, did you see what Fred Van Vliet said? I say no more. I don't need to say anything else. So it, it, it felt like he was. It I'll felt let like him take was, the fine for me yeah, now. <laughs> it felt like he was going to bat for everybody. And I actually thought Fred, my initial thoughts, I actually thought Fred was going to get suspended. The only reason yeah. why he didn't is because. He was I, right? Well, that, that, <laughs> but because um, he did this post game. This wasn't like an in game on TV type of thing. He did it post game. I feel like that's the only reason he didn't get suspended. Mm -hmm. uh, I go back to the 2004 season where Shaq, ironically, against the Raptors, another terribly officiated game. And that, his post-game interview, where even though they won, the Lakers won, and he, and then he was like, um, 
NBA is losing money. David, uh, David Stern wants to know why. Well, this is why, you know, refs <laughs> want to take over the effing game. And then a uh, reporter is like, Shaq, you're on live. And he's like, looks right in the camera. He's like, I don't give a shit. So <laughs> Shaq got a one game suspension for that. Like, I, I kind of compared it to that where, you know, mm-hmm. just calling out the league, calling out the refs. But that was on TV, so Shaq got suspended. And I think that's the only reason why Fred avoided a suspension. <laughs> but just league-wide, that had to be one of the coolest moments to just see, like, someone completely go on a uh, go at a ref like that. And it was, like, a two-minute rant, so that was awesome. It truthfully might have been the, like, only super, like, the only time a national Raptors story framed the Raptors in a positive light this year was when Fred Van Vliet was being allotted for his calling out of the officials, uh, which I think speaks to the general dour tones that were, uh, you know, emanating from the team for most of the year. But uh, yeah, awesome, awesome pick. I uh, really enjoyed that one. It was, I think, probably press conference of the year in the NBA, which oh, should yeah. be an award that gets handed out. The Allen Iverson Award for uh, best press conference. We're going to come back on the other side, get into our number three. We got some listener submissions, submissions to run through as well and some honorable mentions. We'll get to that as we continue to reflect on Fred Van Vliet's career with the Raptors in just a second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about Locked On Leafs. Go check out Mike and Dave over talking about the buds as they make all sorts of offseason moves. Are they good? Are they bad? Is Jim True living good or terrible at his job? You could take any one move and make an argument either way, but go listen to Locked On Leafs as they've got you covered over on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Jamar. Number three on our list. Let's go. Uh, for me, let's go. This is going to be a really fun trivia question to trip people up on in 10 years once we're a little further away from it happening. Fred Van Vliet is the franchise record holder for single-game scoring. Uh, You forget about that sometimes. 54 points against the Magic back on February 2nd, I believe. I lost the page. Uh, February 2nd, 2021, in the Tampa season. Uh, A season that sucked. Full-on, miserable year. But this was one of the highlights. And for me, I will always have a really positive association with this game because it's probably the high point of that season. And that season sucked. And it was amplified by the fact that it happened during maybe the most depressing time of the pandemic, like closing in on a year of lockdown, more or less, uh, watching this team play in Tampa so far away, no fans, all this stuff, to see Fred go into Orlando and put up 54 points on 17 of 23 11 of 14 from deep, 9 of 9 from the line, had three steals and three blocks at the heyday of his steals being called blocks uh, sort of peak. 
that came at such a I think important time for my own sanity to see that go down like in the middle of that season and it actually kicked off more or less the best stretch the Raptors had that year. This was the second game of what became a 9 and 3 stretch for the Raptors where they pulled themselves back I think to 500 and then yeah, and they were looking like they were on track to be like the fourth or fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. They'd beaten really good teams in that help. stretch. Yeah, and then the whole team got COVID and the season ended and it was awful. But at least we got that from Fred. Uh, really, really awesome. I don't know what to say. He's the all-time franchise record holder for points in a game, which is hilarious and uh, super deserved as well. But yeah, that's going to trip people up 10 years from now as a trivia question, I have to assume. You know, until, of course, uh, the Raptors sign Terrence Ross on a minimum and he goes and scores 55 this year. Uh, <laughs> Jamar, do you have uh, any thoughts on the 54-point uh, game? And do you have your number three to share? Yeah, my one thing is I thought... Well, first of all, he couldn't make one or two more threes because <laughs> Daniel Marshall's 12 threes was sitting right there. That Daniel mm-hmm. Marshall uh, 12 three-point game against Philly in like the 05 season, another horrible Raptor seasons by, season, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was going to set a new Raptor record in threes made. But, <laughs> I mean, once when you make double-digit threes, the defense starts to – even Orlando's defense starts to – pay a little bit more attention so you know he got a few more he got a few drives for layups to get that record but i thought he was going to break that i thought he was going to break both records but eh, i'll take one the bucket Uh, where he breaks the record is like a fun one he's like cutting on a 45 and kyle hits him and he does like this weird like sort of spin in the paint and puts it up and in it was like the most finish fred's ever had inside the three feet um yeah fun little uh little footnote at the end of that one sorry go ahead with your number three Okay, so I'm trying to decide in real time because I have two left. Like I I mentioned, I had seven so far of the five that have been mentioned. All Mm -hmm. of them are on my list. Mm -hmm. So which which one should I go with and which one should be my honorable mention? You know what? I'm going to go with, uh, I believe this was the 2022 season. Uh, I'm going to go with the game where we're talking about, yeah, it's a good segue. We're talking about no fans. I believe (laughs) there was no fans in Toronto for this game when they did come back. Uh, it was one of the games where, you know, Toronto was under lock, lockdown again. The Utah game where mm. Fred got his first career triple-double mm-hmm. and kind of put his stamp on being an all-star, uh, making the all-star team, which, you know, going from undrafted to being an all-star, a cool story. Uh, ben Wallace has also done it, but, I mean, that's very rare for an undrafted player. And, you know, pa- Pascal was – that was the season where Pascal was, you know, had the shoulder surgery, I want to say, and mm-hmm. was working his way back for the first month or so. And Fred had to do a lot of heavy lifting and probably – all that heavy lifting probably ruined Fred for the second half of that season and probably even bleeding into this season. Not but, dissimilar to Kyle carrying the team when DeMar was out in 2014-15. Yeah. And, yeah, and then – having absolutely nothing left for the wizard series but i specifically remember the third quarter because he was in complete takeover mode you name it you know passing defense pull up threes layups i want to say he had like 25 in that quarter and just everything was falling and like i said he really uh put the stamp on being an all-star in that game uh you know, first career triple-double, even, you know, 
Kyle was excited, you know, in, in Miami at this point, was excited for him posting. Um, it's like he finally got one. And has Fred had another triple-double since? Or is that his only so. one? I believe so. I think that was his so only one. That might be his lone triple-double. So, you know, statistically, outside of, you know, the 54-point game, that's probably Fred's best game as a pro. So that definitely has to be on the list. And I'll get to my honorable mention a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. That, that was uh, an incredible, incredible game. 37, 10, and 10, uh, to yeah. be exact. It, it was, in fact, his highest game score on basketball reference of that season, 21-22. Uh, another game worth noting as well. I believe this one came uh, November 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Same window where he's, again, filling in and, and, and covering off. Uh, this feels like my honorable mention, but go on. Or maybe it's not from November 11th. It's maybe from March. They played the Sixers. Yeah, it was the Sixers game. I think the one where Precious uh, pulls up for three. Or, or is there, there was like a home and home there at the end of 21-22 where the Raptors beat the Sixers twice, if I recall. And you get the Sam Cassell big balls celebration. That's my, yep, uh, yep, yep, that's my honorable <laughs> mention. I was trying that to was a, a submitted one from Duncan in the Discord as well. So yep. same wavelength. <laughs> I'm all out now. That was my honorable mention. I don't even Pretty remember awesome. too much from the game. I know he he hit a big uh, corner three, and then yeah. that's when he did he did the Sam Cassell dance. That's the what I remember most from that game. But yeah, that was my honorable mention. So there it was go. really nice uh, how the Raptors for a second there just tormented the Sixers, huh? Uh, there was a, they won three or four games against them that year, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he actually only played in the in one against the Sixers that year, and it was the. The big balls game. So yeah, yeah, it does look like November 11th actually was the one where he did play. He didn't play the ones down the stretch. So uh, I, it, this is, please blame Sports Illustrated for having weird dates on their stories. Uh, <laughs> the uh, other honorable mention I wanted to throw out, not an NBA game from Fred Van Vliet, but okay. game three of the G League finals in 2017, a game that I recall a lot of people kind of split screening because this featured Pascal Siakam, Bruno Caboclo, mm-hmm. uh, and th- this was going on simultaneously to the closeout game against the Bucks in 2017, the game where DeMar DeRozan's yamming on Thon McCurr and uh, Patrick Patterson had a, th- had a big hammer as well. And all the while, you have Fred and Pascal carving up the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, I believe, in the finals of that series. And Fred Van Vliet in Game 3, the clincher, 28 points and 14 assists. Uh, just to cap an incredible G League run, I believe that is the last we would see Fred Van Vliet in the G League beyond that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That's I a hard being... game to split screen because yeah. you go back to the raptors Bucks closeout game. The Raptors blew a 25-point lead in that game. Yeah. It was a very stressful time. I remember, like, this was, like, a very stimulating evening. And I remember being, like, super invested despite the far more important Raptors game going on in, like, the the 905 getting crowned as champions. It was, uh, that's a a fun deep cut. I specifically remember that that Raptors closeout game because I was um, doing highlights for SportsCenter. Me and um, Andrew Damlin, who you know, were were, uh, teaming up up on that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're watching the game and the Raptors blow the 25-point lead. And then, you know, Jason Terry hits a three, Bucks go up two, and Raptors call a timeout. And we're just utterly silent. We're just sitting there, (laughs) just completely stunned. First of all, I got to change the way, you know, the highlights work. I only only have, like, two, three minutes of highlights I can put in. So now I got to change everything. I thought this was an (laughs) easy-ass game to put together. Now I got to change everything. And but just from a fan perspective, I'm just sitting there and we're, we're just stunned and no one's saying a word during the commercials. And then Damlin is like, a couple minutes later, is like, 
we can still win this game. I'm like, yeah, 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 we can totally win this game. We're only down two. But it was just like, what the hell? I don't even. I didn't even remember that there was a G League game on, uh, or they were in a. Yeah, I, I, I didn't remember that those two games fell on the same day. I just that, mm-hmm. that Bucks game was insane. But yeah. Yeah, that Bucks game was, uh, yeah, crazy. They should never have needed six games to beat that Bucks team. By the way, uh, <laughs> very irritating. Um, the uh, last one here, uh, another listener submission from Stago in the Discord, a great Discord member. He just noted this is like a really, really deep cut. Probably not an all-time moment, but he remembers watching the summer league squad in 2016 and thinking, "Oh my God, this squad is stacked." Let me want to go back and read this roster because it kind of was stacked for summer yeah, league standards. Yeah, were, the Raptors uh, had a hell of a summer league team for a couple years, but yeah, let's, let's, let's remember some summer league guys, shall we? Davion Barry, Bruno Caboclo, Drew Crawford, DeAndre Daniels picked like three spots ahead of Nikola Jokic. I'm not mad. Jalen Jones, Alex Kirk. Yannick Marrera, remember him? Uh, Jakob Pertl, Norm Powell, Pascal Siakam, EJ Singler, Evan Smotrich, Quinton Upshur, DeLon Wright, Fred Van Vliet. That is your summer league so lineup. Your, your bench mob, basically. Yeah, basically. Like the yeah. Entire, the bench mob the takes bench Vegas. Mob. <laughs> yes. Uh, very fun stuff. Really, uh, look, man, I know it didn't end super well. There's a lot of people who have their feelings about Fred. But that dude did a lot of good stuff for the Raptors. Yeah. I'm glad we got to remember it and sort of talk through it here today. Uh, and I, I think that's where we can probably leave this one. Jamar, thanks so much for hanging out, man. This was fun going back into the vault a little bit. Do you have anything you would like to promote for the good people out there? Yeah, you can follow me as always, Jamar BH on Twitter. I do have a threads. I'm doing that uh, Abe Simpson thing where I just walk in, take a look, and then walk out. <laughs> like, uh, just, man, I'm too... Listen, man, I'm too old to learn a new social media. I, I, I like, I have my set, okay? And it's just yeah. like, I mean, I made it for the hell of making it because I was bored and everybody else was making it, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you to follow me on this, whatever. Um, I too am on threads. I also, you don't need to follow me. I'm not going to use it very much. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to be on Twitter until it stops working because I'm a sicko. Yeah, until, and until it's just Elon the thing I know. Yep. <laughs> so uh, in terms of work, I'm... You know, dusting off the old laptop this week because Raptors are in summer league. Uh, I have a recap for the second game against Cleveland. That game's on Sunday, so I'll have a recap on Monday, and then I'll have a recap for the last, uh, well, last scheduled game, I believe. I think their fourth game. Uh, I'll have a recap for that as well on Raptors Republic. Uh, there's a link on my Twitter with you know all my work on there. So yeah, just uh, check out for that. Yeah, Summer League starts tonight. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, Vivek will also be along. We're probably going to take a look at some of our favorite potential guard targets for the Raptors out there. Uh, It's pretty slim pickings, uh, but we will go ahead and do that because uh, it feels like the Raptors need to add a guard to this roster at some point between now Mm -hmm. and the start of the season if they want any hope of this roster making sense. Uh, We'll get into all of that. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, enjoy Summer League. Enjoy the Grady Dickening as it begins tonight. And uh, we will talk to you again on Monday. In the meantime, support the show. By like following. <laughs> Sorry, I had to cut you off. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Support the show. Good, go on. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, please find us on YouTube. Hit the big red subscribe button over there. And uh, again, join the Discord. Link is in the description. Come hang out. Super fun. Lots of new folks joining in there. Nice to see everybody. It's a great little place to build a little community community around the show, which is a very nice thing. So we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to Fred Van Vliet for being cool for all those years. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging. 
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.